With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board. It is Tuesday, June 14th, and on this episode, we are going to dive into the full slate of Major League Baseball coming our way later today. Michael Beller and Nick Groke here with you to uh, to get into uh, what's going to be a pretty busy day on the diamond, Nick. It, it is a busy day. Uh, we are full full on in summer. Is summer actually started? I have no idea. I don't really care. It's not uh, not based on the heavens. No, we still have, we have the uh, <laughs> the summer solstice is still solstice is still a week away. That's a tough that's a tough string of, of words to get out in a row. The summer solstice is still a week away, but you know, meteorologically, it's certainly the summer. Uh, baseball says it's summer, and it's a busy yeah. day today, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, I'm in Chicago. It's like 97 degrees with 95% humidity, so it's awful. It's awful to uh, to be uh, in Chicago. I guess by time the Padres and Cubs get uh, things rolling uh, for the second game of their series later tonight, it'll be a, a little bit more pleasant. And that's where I'm going to start us off here. It is Sean Manaya for the Padres. It is Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs. On the straight-up money line, you've got the Padres at minus 140, 145, excuse me, and the Cubs at plus 120. And I don't want to pay the 145, Nick, but... Uh, but I do think the Padres win this game comfortably. The Cubs are just in a world of hurt right now. They uh, lost three of four to the Cardinals last week. They got swept, or they the before last weekend they lost three of four to the Cardinals. Then they lose uh, the one game they were able to get off in Baltimore. They had another one postponed. Then they get swept by the Yankees over the weekend. They come home. They wait out about a two-hour rain delay, and then they get uh, just absolutely dominated by former Cub U Darvish and lose four to one to the Padres on Monday night. This is a bad team that is very injured and is playing some of the worst baseball it's played. All season, so I'm going to take. I'm going to lay the run line. Padres minus one and a half. That comes in at plus one ten. Sean Manaya has been basically what we expect Sean Manaya to be uh, this year for the Padres. Kyle Hendricks. Uh, it's just things have turned for him, and I mean this is something that's really been underway for about uh, the last season and a half, and now we're really just seeing all those chickens come home to roost this season. This will also be his first game back from the IL. Marcus Stroman back in the IL for the Cubs. Wade Miley on the IL for the Cubs. Uh, and this is Hendricks's return here so who knows how deep into this game he is able to go really everything lines up for a a big Padres victory a comfortable Padres victory in this one so that's why I feel good laying the run and a half and getting plus 110 on it you don't have to say a whole lot about this game beyond the Cubs are playing in this game (laughs) uh but but uh in uh you know in in the Padres uh defense I guess not that we need to defend the Padres uh they're now in first place in the National League West yeah. tied with tied with the Dodgers this is incredible uh the Dodgers are a juggernaut and the Padres are still shorthanded they don't have Tatis Jr um they they have not at all hit their stride they're not playing as well as they're capable of playing and even then they are in first place in 
one of the two toughest divisions mm-hmm. by far in all of baseball. They're playing really well. Uh, the, you know, the, the Padres have a lot going for them right now, even shorthanded. Uh, and, you know, they, they have a lot of star power between Manny Machado and, and Fernando Tatis, but uh, a player that other teams will talk about quietly they uh, that other teams covet a lot is Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. He does so much good stuff for the Padres. It's very quiet, uh, he, but he almost always takes a good at bat. These are the kinds of things that make a good team better. Mm-hmm. It's the kind, Those are the kinds of players that make a good team great. And uh, right now the Padres are – I don't know if we can say they're a great team, but they are definitely a, one of the best teams in the mm-hmm. league. Um Weirdly, kind of quietly, because they still are not all the way together. But right. um, come on, they're playing the Cubs. <laughs> a run, a run and a half is not that much, and it's a very good Padres team. Yeah, yeah, they have the makings of a great team. I don't yeah. think any of us would be surprised if they eventually arrived at great in August, especially when they get Tatis back. Exactly. Yeah, and there's a lot of time. They have a lot to, to put together, and and but they're on the right track right now. Yeah. They definitely are, and as you said, in first place now in the NL West. Let's go to uh, the other division that you obliquely referenced, right, with the two toughest divisions in baseball, NL West and AL East. We've got Rays and Yankees going on in New York this week. We've got Corey Kluber versus Garrett Cole in tonight's matchup. This is one that I looked at too, Nick, and mostly just because I almost feel like you have a chance to take the Rays at plus 185, I almost don't care who they're playing against and who's pitching for that team. You sort of just want to take it. Garrett Cole did scare me off, and you're not going that way, but the run line looks a little bit more intriguing with both these teams sitting at minus 110, the Rays getting the run and a half. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought like you did a little bit in reverse. Uh, yeah, the the money the money line is, is intriguing, um, but, you know, when you're going against Garrett Cole, maybe you want to hedge your bet a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but a, So a run and a half uh, in a game that has – Garrett Cole pitching for the for the Yankees and Corey Kluber going for the Rays, like I'll, uh, that could very easily be a one run game, mm-hmm. um, uh, or a you know or a or a tight game. So a one and a half uh, a one and a half bump for the Rays is like pretty significant. Uh, you know, I know this game is what well, this game is in New York uh, Gar- again. Garrett Cole's pitching, but. Corey Kluber pitched really well for them against the Yankees just two weeks ago. It was three starts ago. Um, I think he, he, what he, he struck out five over six innings. He only gave up a run and three hits. Um, he pitches well. I mean, Corey Kluber, I mean, he's, maybe he's not Garrett Cole anymore, but he's certainly one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, and he doesn't have to do a whole lot. This is how the Rays set themselves up. Uh, Kluber pitches five innings, maybe six innings, and then they turn to their bullpen. And when you look at the, the Rays' bullpen, if you look at their season stats, they're not great. Uh, they're like maybe the 10th best bullpen in baseball over the season. But in the last two weeks and the last 30 days, they've been significantly better. They're one of the better bullpens in baseball uh, lately. So if you have Corey Kluber going for five or six innings and then you turn it over to a bullpen that's been one of the better bullpens in the league lately, uh, I think it just, it works out really well, especially if you're getting a run and a half, uh, even at, at New York against Garrett Cole. I like, I like this game for the Rays. It's an interesting one. I'm, this one's kind of a fun game. Uh, the, yeah. the Rays are, the Rays are way behind the Yankees in the East, but they're way ahead of the Red Sox for a, for a wild card berth. I mean, it's ridiculous. The, the East is ridiculous. 
Um, it is so top heavy in the in the in the AL from the East. Um, the fact that they're so far behind the Yankees in their own division means nothing because they're so far ahead of the rest of the league. Yeah, truly is remarkable what's going on in that division. And just to drive home your point on the Rays, this is a bullpen that now ranks seventh in the league in XFIP, fourth in the league in strikeout minus walk rate. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so long as Kluber doesn't get uh, really knocked around uh, in however long he goes in this game, you definitely feel good about that bullpen being able to keep it close. And Kevin Cash just has so many options to go to. It's almost like you can have an A bullpen and a B bullpen with all the arms that the Rays have available once the starter does leave the game. No play for me. If I were going to play it, I would indeed go the same route as you, Rays, getting that run and a half. Just even things out when you're going up against Garrett Cole. Pick number two for me, I am going back to a Chicago team, the other Chicago team. The White Sox are in Detroit tonight, taking the mound for the White Sox is Dylan Cease. And so anytime Dylan Cease takes the mound, you want to take a look at his strikeout prop. Don't need to necessarily bet it, but at least take a look at it and see what it is. Today, it is seven and a half with the over coming in at minus 120. And Nick, I am all over this over. The Detroit Tigers, fifth in the majors with a 24.1% K rate. That ticks up to 24.7% against right-handed pitching. And Dylan Cease, one of the best right-handed strikeout pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. It's as simple as that. Give me 8Ks on Dylan Cease. I'll pay the tiny bit of extra juice at minus 120 to get there. And let me boost you even more. Uh, the You know, the Tigers, they strike out a lot, but they're wholly undisciplined. <laughs> they swing they swing at more pitches outside of the zone than any other team in majors. Uh, they're swinging at, at, at pitches that are balls. More than 35% of the time, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a, It's not a good... Uh, disciplined hitting team, and if you're going against a strikeout pitcher, it's all kinds of disaster waiting for the Tigers in this game. I think I think you're you're pretty smart on this one. I think. I mean, look at the guys up and down the lineup. Who I mean, th- this is just the, sort of the brand of baseball they play. Javier Baez, uh, Jonathan Scope, Victor Reyes. I mean, Spencer Spencer Torkelson just getting his first taste of the majors. Like this is going to be a strikeout prone team. We sort of knew that coming into the season, and I think they've even taken that to another level from what we might have realistically expected before the year began. Dylan Cease gets over the seven and a half Ks for me tonight. Uh, pick number two for you, Nick, takes us back to the AL East. We've got a couple of AL East series going on. The next one that we're talking about pits the Blue Jays against the Orioles. You say Kikuchi going to the mound for the Blue Jays tonight, and Jordan Lyles is going to take the ball for the Orioles. The straight-up money line, not getting any of the run lines involved, has the Blue Jays as massive favorites, minus 225, plus 180 for the Orioles. So we get the run lines involved, and you can get the Blue Jays down to minus 115. That's the direction that you are going for pick number two. Yeah, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time in this game. It's kind of a dumb game, to be totally honest. But um, these teams play each other all the time. Uh, but this game is in Toronto. The Blue Jays are a very good offense. They're going against Jordan Lyles, who's pitched basically for almost every team, I think, in the league at this point. Um, and who once had Tommy John of the big toe. Uh, that's a quote. That's how he described his injury. It's one of my favorite injuries in baseball of all time. He had Tommy John of the big toe. Um, and But he... You know, teams like Jordan Lyles because they can trust him to throw strikes, basically. Um, but that doesn't mean he's going to get a lot of hitters out necessarily. And the Blue Jays are a very good offense. If you're, if you're, you know, you know, when the, when the money comes down to only one, minus 115 mm-hmm. and all you have to do is give up a run and a half, uh, for an offense like the Blue Jays who are, who are playing really well lately, um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. The Orioles are, are certainly an improved team this year, but come on, yep. they're not a good team. And the Blue Jays are one of the better teams in the league. Yep, we are uh, totally in agreement across the board there. And you say Kikuchi uh, putting things together in, in a way that, you know, really rounds out this Toronto rotation nicely. A guy who's got a ton of strikeouts on the year. He's walking too many guys. He's being able to get out of that trouble. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's controlling uh, hard contact. He's striking a lot of guys out, really uh, doing everything that the Blue Jays could possibly ask of him. So uh, that's uh, say, second pick for you, Nick, is the Blue Jays laying that run and a half that costs you minus 115. You say Kikuchi against Jordan Lyles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Nick, one more pick a piece for both of us. I guess I sort of have like two picks, although one I feel a little bit better about. So I'm going to go first here. I'm going to take Marcus Semien, a guy who has really turned around over the last three, four weeks or so after just a dreadful start to his Rangers career, starting to look a whole lot more like the guy who had 45 homers for the Blue Jays a season ago. We've got Rangers and Astros tonight. Jose Arquiti really not having a great season. He takes the bump. For the Astros, I'm looking at Marcus Semien to get an RBI. That comes in at plus 130. Also, Marcus Semien over one and a half bases. That comes in at minus 115. I feel a little bit better about the over one and a half bases. Marcus Semien swinging a very hot bat. A guy who hits leadoff, so he's going to get to the plate most likely five times in this game. I feel good about that. The RBI, you know, you sort of need a little bit of luck to go in your way. But with the way he's been uh, bringing the power to the plate, you feel pretty good about that. Uh, So uh, I like both of those. If I was only going to play one of these Marcus Simeon props it would be over one and a half bases at minus 115 but I feel comfortable enough with the RBI and getting that plus money on it that I like playing both of them so Simeon to get an RBI plus 130 Simeon over one and a half bases minus 115 I, I just don't I don't fear Jose Urquidy at all with the way he's been throwing the ball this year Marcus Simeon stay hot for me tonight against Jose Urquidy and the Astros one more play Nick and I like this one from you because we talked about this in our last episode two episodes ago we had one that was lost to the dustbin of history we had some technical difficulties just couldn't get it out but in that episode you took a Rockies under in a game at Coors Field, and that one just came in with flying colors. I want to say it was 11 and a half, and it ended up being a Braves 3-1 to victory over the Rockies. So here we are again. It is a Rockies game with a total of 11 attached to it. Guardians and Rockies, Shane Bieber, Antonio Sensatella, and we're going under again here. Let's hear the case. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the, the the run line at Coors Field gets bloated a lot because it's Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, to- totally understandable when when the weather starts to heat up, runs start to pop at Coors Field. It's very understandable. But uh, the Rockies are a bad offense. Uh, two teams have to play this game. Uh, the the Guardians are probably not going to score <laughs> score twelve runs on their on their own, although it's certainly possible. But they're, that's probably not happening. Um, you really need two teams to be scoring in this game, and the Rockies have one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, they're they're not an especially good offense, uh, even in, even sometimes in their in their home park. They're going to get Shane Bieber tonight. Uh, Antonio Sensatella is pitching for the Rockies. He's pitched uh, really well, especially in his last start. 
so two good pitchers. Uh, Sensatella is a ground ball pitcher, so he's he's probably not going to be giving up a, a bunch of home runs. Um, and and he he likes to find the double play. That's kind of his game. Uh, the the there's just a lot sort of happening for the Rockies and, and Cleveland right now. Um, the Rockies always need to uh, to adjust when they come back from sea level on the West Coast. They had a day off yesterday, and their bullpens rested. Uh, there, there's just a lot I think that may, that that should keep the runs down mm-hmm. in this game. A high-scoring game is ten total runs. Yeah, for sure. And the the over/under on this game is eleven. Of course, uh, field. I I think I think a under even at course field, I think an under is safe in this. I it's one of my favorite props. Uh, I really like that you like stolen base props. <laughs> I like Coors Field over under props. It's uh-huh. just a lot of it's a lot of fun to see how a game turns out that way. Shane Bieber may not quite all the way back to that uh, shortened 2020 level when he uh, had a 1.63 ERA, but definitely a uh, the sort of guy who can keep runs down even in that Coors Field environment. And that's going to wrap things up. Six plays from us, I guess seven plays really, with my pair of Marcus Semien props. So seven plays for from us for you for this bloated day of Major League Baseball. We're going to call that an episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for being with us. For Nick, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.